Hello, and welcome to Podcast Open Mic, and I have in the studio, Dano. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You bet. Now, you said you're new to Maine. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, maybe as a result of the pandemic, but uh, my wife and I moved up from New York City about a year ago. Oh, okay. Um, you know, our jobs took a hit, and... Um, you know, with some incentives, we came up here. Um, incentives, we mean like we had uh, a vacation property um, that was calling for us to come up. It was always our plan to retire up here one day. Mm-hmm. Um, never thought I would be retired at this age, but uh, wasn't quite uh, part of the plan, but it's just what ended up happening, and this is where we wanted to be. So we got out of New York after being there for about 30 years. Yeah. Were you in Manhattan or one we of the boroughs? In, in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, we lived in Brooklyn and uh, were there for almost 30 years. Uh, I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and my wife was from Massachusetts originally. But mm-hmm. we met in New York. You know, She was at NYU, and I worked in television. I worked for NBC News for years. Oh, really? Uh, so, yeah, it's a little bit different up here, but... We love it. Great. So is uh, Brooklyn as hip as they say? Yeah, it depends on the neighborhood, but yeah, our, <clears throat> our neighborhood was turning into Hipsterville. Okay. <laughs> and um, another reason you love? When we lived, when we first moved into our neighborhood, people thought we were crazy, and it was it's Prospect Heights. Um, and we got in before everything took off and went crazy as far as mm-hmm. real estate values. Um, so we got out, um, and um, it's a great neighborhood, very close to the park. A um, lot of access to the city, subways, and up to Rockefeller Center where I worked in tall buildings. And I love that John Hartford song, Tall Buildings, but um, that was our life for 30 years. Ah. Now, what did you do in the news department? Uh, I I was in engineering. Uh Yeah, I ran an engineering department and was involved with uh, building and supporting uh, all the video edit systems and the playback systems and archive systems and retrieval. And, you know, I was involved with all that engineering for quite some time. (laughs) Great. Well, how long have you been playing? I've been playing all my life. Um, started playing in Buffalo, as I mentioned, that's where I'm from. Um, played in Buffalo just after I turned 16 years old. I got into a band um, that was already playing out in bars. So, um, you know, my parents were like, as long as I was happy, they were happy. But I was I was playing out two, three nights a week when I was still in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Around just turned 16 years old, and um, we worked quite a bit. You know, we had a couple of local records, and we had a management company, and we were lucky enough to get on some great shows, opening up for some great acts that would come through town, and you know, uh, and then eventually I moved to New York, uh, thinking I was gonna become a full-time musician, and then you realize eventually you need to eat. <laughs> sure. Did <laughs> but you always keep kept playing, playing. though? Yeah, I kept playing. Yeah, I had a few bands in New York and played around the village and 
in the boroughs. Uh, stayed always stayed busy with music. That's great. Never give up the dream. Yeah, and, you know, built my own little home studio and still write and record. You know, got to keep that going. Great. So who um, who influenced you growing up? Definitely the Beatles. You know, there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I went through a lot of years of different influences. I went through periods of listening to more progressive rock, uh, like Deep Purple, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, um, and then uh, always the Beatles. And then, you know, Bob Dylan, Neil Young, uh, still my favorites, and, you know, Almond Brothers. You know. So were you glued to the TV for Get Back? I haven't seen it you yet. You haven't seen it yet. It's no, I don't. I don't get Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had an opportunity to pay two bucks for it. So. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how I can get in on a special and and not pay a whole lot for it. But um, I'm going to have to break down and watch it. Yeah, I think they I think they uh, saw a lot of people like me who. Yeah, he's not going to pay dollars a month, but well, I'm one of those guys that would be fascinated with any footage. You know, it's well worth it. It's well worth your time. You know, some people say it's too long, and for me, I could just sit and watch them chat in the studio. Hanging out with the Beatles, (laughs) right? Yeah. So, what would you like to do for us? Um, Yeah, I'll start out with a tune. uh, Something called. For a Woman Who Loves the Blues, Um, played this in a New York band that I was in around the village, and um, it was more of an electrified version of it, but, um, you know, it it always went over well. Oh, great. What what are some of the bands you played with? Uh, Drop some names. (laughs) Well, starting out in Buffalo, uh, there was a band called The Bees that I was in, and... uh, you know, that was the band that we had a couple of records out, got some local airplay, and then I was in a band called The Western Voice, and we were more of a, uh, as opposed to the power pop band that the Bees was, um, The Western Voice was more of a Clash, Gang of Four type band, uh, did all original music. And uh, we ended up on an album that was it was called Scream, a sampler containing really exciting American music. It was the American version of something John Peel started in, in England, and they did the American version. John Peel's version were uh, records that would feature unknown bands, and they would have talk in between the tracks. So you could just play the album, and it was like a radio show. Um, the American version didn't have the talking in between it, but uh, we would get playlists, um, air playlists from around stations in the country that would be playing us, and it was up to us to follow up on it, and, you know, that required money, and we didn't really have any, so kind of didn't go much further than that. Mm-hmm. So this song is from that band? No, no, this song is newer than that band. But uh, this song's probably 15, 20 years old. I know a woman who loves the blues 
writing process like when I write it usually starts with a chord arrangement and or a melody uh, something that just kind of comes to me from sitting around um, playing the guitar or sometimes playing a piano um, or sometimes just walking around sometimes I'll hear a melody in my head from the way I'm walking, my steps, or a certain rhythm, uh, or, or cars passing in the background, or something like that. I'll hear something repetitive, and then I have to kind of almost learn that. I have to teach myself what I'm hearing in my head. Hmm. Um, and the chords will come, and the melody will, will be there, and then I will usually put words to that. I'll, I'll start out by just kind of mouthing noises, and uh, I'll record myself doing that, and then I 
might go back to a lyric book that I have. You know, I I keep a I keep a book of lyrics and and poems, um, mm-hmm. and I've had some poems published. But sometimes I'll go back and I can find lyrics that I've written that will work with this melody and and, and chord arrangement. Uh, and sometimes not. Sometimes it'll just come to me uh, based on what I'm working on. Um, but it, 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 sometimes it's different. Sometimes the lyrics will come first, and I will try to put music to those lyrics. But mm-hmm. it's usually the music first for me. Okay. Great. And um, so... Uh, do you mostly write by yourself, or have you written with other members of your former bands? Or? Yeah. Um, lately, I've been writing by myself, but I do have a collaborator that I work with. And uh, when I lived in New York City, we worked together quite a bit. Uh, we were actually both from Buffalo, and we grew up together, played in a lot of those Buffalo bands together. Um, and we still collaborate just with file sharing you know so we both uh, we both have a studio and uh, one of us will put a part down and we'll share it with the other and the other guy will contribute to it and we'll pass it back and forth until we have a a song Um, we're actually starting to conceive of a of an EP or an album that we want to put together of some of our past collaborations and uh, some new works that we're working on. And do you both uh, kick it off uh, equally, do you think? Uh, yeah. he He's a drummer, and okay. he's a multi-instrumentalist, but uh, primarily drums, uh, he will go into his studio and play drum tracks and just play rhythms and send those to me. And I might hear a four-bar piece that he played, mm-hmm. and I will take that and, and loop it and, and maybe get something close to what I'm hearing in my head. And then when I play that back for him, it gives him a better idea of what I'm looking for. So then he might go back in and redo the drums as a complete song now based on just that four bar section that he played or sometimes we might just take the entire drum track that he did from start to finish and start laying down you know bass and guitars and vocals over that um, but we still collaborate quite a bit and uh, I was hoping he would be able to join me uh, up here because we we do uh, we do two-part harmony and We've sang together quite a bit. It's yeah. just uh, it was kind of an inconvenient time for him. Okay, well maybe we can do that one day. Yeah, that would be great. What's his name? Kevin Henneman. Okay. And so, um, so have you recorded stuff in the uh, in the past? Yeah, um, like I said, in Buffalo we recorded, uh, had a couple of records out. Um, we had a producer uh, with the band called the Bees. And he was associated somehow with Three Dog Night. And he produced a record for us called Me and My Girl. That was a little local hit in Buffalo. And 
we were shopping for a record deal, and he had contacts in L.A. with somebody in the film business or something. But he actually got our record on a movie, uh, a Patrick Swayze movie. It was just like background music mm-hmm. and some kind of a, a ruckus scene uh, with Jamie Farr and Barbara Eden. It was called <laughs> Return of the Rebels. Um, Return of the Rebels, I believe. And it was a terrible movie. <laughs> We were doing a gig in Niagara Falls. I think when the movie came out, it was a release. It was a made-for-television movie. And we carried a television set with us to the gig, and we put the TV in the dressing room, and we made sure we took a break at the time when we were told that the song would be in the movie, and we ran back into our dressing room, and we watched the movie and could barely hear the song in the background, but it was there. (laughs) I think we made 100 bucks for it. Ah. Well, I've been told by musicians lately that that's really where the money is. Um, yeah, I'd have because, no idea. I, yeah. I really don't know. Because um, <clears throat> records aren't selling. I mean, and, you know, if you... Yeah, everything seems to be Apple Music and Spotify now and, yeah. and, and getting on a playlist. If you can get on that playlist, um, uh, that's where it's at. Um, I've always been bad at self-promotion. You know, I'm not one to, uh, you know, go out and toot my horn. You know, I kind of lay low a little bit, and that's probably why nobody knows my music. (laughs) Well, let's share some more. Oh, okay, great. Um, Let's try. Speak to me the truth Help me find the answers in the blues Reach out for whatever it is that you seek Tell me what you want I'll ask you what you need You gotta know just what it is you need to learn Experience is just another word For mistakes we just can't help but make The more we make, the more it seems we all relate I hope you know what you're in for Hope you know the score Someday you're gonna be somebody Be somebody, maybe someday soon Someday you're gonna be somebody Be somebody Maybe someday soon There's a mountain that I wish I would have climbed Well maybe in my spare time I'd like to find you and bring you along with me Brightest skies as far as I can see. I hope you know what you're in for. I hope you know the score. Someday you're gonna be somebody. Be somebody, maybe someday soon. Someday you're gonna be somebody. Be somebody. 
she told me That's what she said Someday you're gonna be somebody Someday you're gonna be somebody Someday you're gonna be somebody Be somebody Maybe someday soon Now what's the story behind that song? Uh, besides the, uh, the great ending there. Um, the story behind that song, that song I actually wrote while I was driving across the country. Um, wrote it almost entirely in my head without an instrument, and I just heard it, um, and I couldn't wait to get home to get to an instrument to basically learn it. Um, I heard it all just kind of came to me. Um, it, it's a combination of things. It's things that s somebody spoke to me, uh, said to me, um, that I just remembered certain phrases. Mm -hmm. And as I was just driving across the country and kind of heard a rhythm of the wheels on the road and, um, you know, it, it kind of stayed in my head. And I, I used to carry around this little uh, micro cassette recorder. Uh, before we all had iPhones and everything like that, mm -hmm. and I would, I would hum into it, and I would kind of dictate what I was hearing, and then when I got home, uh, learn the parts. It's gone through a couple of different changes and different keys, and tried to find where it works best for, for my voice, and um, tweak the lyrics a little bit, but it pretty much just kind of came to me while I was driving. Uh, India Hole, basically. Pretty much. Um, yeah, uh, the, you know, I, I was on the road for years before I ended up in New York. Between my Buffalo and uh, New York period, I was on the road. And had a lot of very influential people that gave me great advice and said things to me that I remembered. And, uh, and that's kind of where that came from. Great. Well, what else would you like to do? Uh, yeah, let's try uh, let's try something a little different tempo. This is uh, that's that song was called uh, "Someday Soon." This one is called um, "As Beautiful as You." Uh, I wrote this song. I was I was invited to a wedding down in Miami, and the mo the mother of the bride knew I played music, and insisted that I bring my guitar and I write a song for the wedding. So I did, and I showed up at this wedding carrying a guitar, and everybody looked at me like, who who is this guy, and what does he think he's doing? And I never ended up playing the song. Um, they had a, they had a DJ and stuff, and my song sat in the corner, but. The guitar sat in the corner, but um, uh, so I wrote this song f for that for that event. Um, it's called "As Beautiful as You."
been in the rain I could watch you sleep between the moon and the sun That's not another day As long as the stars will shine As long as the morning will come Nothing in this great big world of ours seems Instead of flesh and blood You could find me in the places that you go You could never grow old Because you seem so unchanged Men will never grow cold As long as this man can breathe As long as his eyes can see Really blue at not having you play that. <laughs> Thank you. I, I have to say that I did modify the lyrics quite a bit from the original version. Um, I really just rewrote these lyrics about a month ago. Um, so they're directed towards somebody different mm -hmm. than the original lyrics were. But okay. um, yeah, that's taken a couple of different twists and turns, but that was essentially the the story behind writing that song. Yeah. Now, does your wife play at all? No. Uh, she uh, she cooks. Oh. She's a That's chef. That's a good combination. Uh, she was a chef uh, in New York City. She, she worked at a number of different restaurants and hotels uh, before she eventually ended up at NYU. Um, and she got out of cooking because it was very difficult on her knees. She was standing sometimes for 16, 18-hour days. But I consider my wife an artist. I consider all chefs artists because what they can do with food Absolutely. is just, you know, it's remarkable. Um, and we get to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, I can't play a note, but, you know, I can put something together that may make someone smile. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, definitely an art. Well, like Would you like to uh, play one more song? Oh, sure, sure, absolutely. Um, let's see. I didn't realize I'd be playing more than three, but that's cool. Oh. Um, let's try this.
Have you played out of Mania? No, I haven't played. Really, haven't played any of these in Maine yet. Um, have I played out in Maine, or have I played these songs? Oh, have you played out? Uh, yeah, uh, I played at the Monsuig. I, I go to uh, this songwriters soiree they call it um, on Thursday nights at the Monsuig Roadhouse, uh-huh. um, and I've played a number of my stuff there. Um, I sit in uh, quite a bit at uh, the Water's Edge in Edgecombe, and uh, when I sit in there and play, I play bass. Um, a longtime oh. bass player as well. Um, Stand-up so, bass? Uh, used to. <laughs> okay. My bass recently just blew up. <laughs> it was sitting in the basement at tension, and it got really dry around here, so uh, it's in the shop getting worked on. I love to watch stand-up bass players. Yeah, you know, it's not something that I was great at. Um, playing playing a stand-up bass is not riding a bike. You know, you can't just get back on it and start riding it. Mm-hmm. You have to do it all the time. And there's different muscles and calluses and everything involved with the stand-up bass. So um, I pretty much stick to the electric. Huh. <laughs> a great instrument as well. Well, yeah. Well, I'd love for you to come back uh, with your partner and that sing would some be harmonies. Great. Yeah, uh, Lorenzo, I would really like to do that. Um, get some harmony going. We 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 harmonized on a lot of. Um, you know, back in the day, we learned by singing Everly Brothers and Simon and Garfunkel, we, and Lennon and McCartney, and a lot of that two-part harmony. So, it would be great to be able to come back up and play some of that on our okay. original music. Great. If you like the song, uh, The Two of Us, it's done quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I know it <laughs> well. Let it be. I know it well, yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you, well. Diana. And if you have something you'd like to uh, uh, share, please get in touch with me, Lorenzo, at Podcast Open Mike. That's M-I-C, at gmail.com. I'm Lorenzo, and we'll talk again soon. <laughs>